If Davy Burns starts running lads with the ball, there's absolutely no chance of me catching him. I don't think if I drove a Fiesta after him, I'd catch him. <laughs> the Football Pod with Paddy and Andy. Download the OTB Sports app and subscribe to the GAA podcast feed now. The OTB Podcast Network. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Fake crowd noise. The Emirates never sounded so good. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie Right, I'm delighted to say it is time for us to talk football with John Giles. John, good afternoon, good evening to you. How are you? Good afternoon, Chair. Good evening, Chair. Good, good <laughs> to talk to you. Um, before we get into the football, you've been living with your vaccination for the last uh, while. Is is normal life returning? Well, it's getting better gradually, Chair. Uh, um, I, I was very lucky. I got the, the vaccine early on, one of the, one of the first. Uh, which which will leave my mind. It didn't it didn't uh, alter my 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 lifestyle by and very much, uh, but it seems to be improving. Uh, as you know, I'm I'm in Birmingham, so the the vaccination has been a huge success here, uh, and it looks like it's uh, it's turning things around. Yeah, everybody's beginning to think about returning to normality anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to. I'm in Birmingham, Jerry, so I want to get uh, a couple of things to do in Dublin, a few people to see in Dublin. Uh, so the sooner the better. Yeah, fingers crossed that uh, you'll be over, able to jump across the sea back and back and forth as as much as ever in uh, the past. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great, yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, let's start with last night's game, where for a while in the first half it looked like Liverpool's Champions League hopes were over, and then all of a sudden, a good performance, and it looks like it's well, it's definitely in their own hands. And the three remaining games they have, while you know you wouldn't give them the nine points just yet. All of a sudden, they can feel confident about qualifying for the Champions League next year, which is a really, really massive thing for them. Well, it's huge, Jack. Considering the season they had, uh, the injuries they've had, um, you know, to, to qualify for Europe would would be a huge success for Liverpool because uh, things look so 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 really really poor for them uh, up to now, and uh, it's amazing the way it's happened. Uh, Chair, because United are they're, they're big enemies, as we know, uh, Liverpool and uh, Manchester United, uh, and it, it looked like Solskjaer was resting a lot of players for this particular match, uh, and it hasn't worked out for them in that particular way. But very, very good for Liverpool. I'm going to talk to you about Solskjaer in a minute because we, we've been having a conversation on OTBAM about who the potential manager of the year is. So we'll get to that in a minute. But I do want to ask you about Klopp. And it, it, is, is the criticism of Klopp fair when you consider that for most of the year he insisted on playing Fabinho or Henderson or sometimes both at centre-back when really they, they were desperately missing in midfield? And I understand that the centre-backs, he, he clearly doesn't have faith in the centre-backs, even the ones that he was playing last night. But was the right thing to do to sacrifice your midfield or was the right thing to do to at least try and put your best foot forward from midfield on? Well, I think no matter what he did, Jair, he wasn't going to win. You know, if, 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 if he didn't move those lads at the back earlier than did, which I think they did a good job for him, <clears throat> it would have been very easy to say, well, why didn't he leave them in midfield and bring the others back? It was a very, very difficult situation. I think he did the best he could in, in, in the circumstances he was in. So no no significant criticism, really, of that decision? No, no. Well, it was the most unusual season uh, for Liverpool. I mean, if you look at the amount of injuries they had, and, 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 and with the virus situation, one match coming on top of the other, um, I don't think there was any way out for them. 
really. I, 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 I thought, you know, with, with uh, Van Dyke in particular, all the, all the centre-backs going on him, what, what could he do? You know, like even the centre-backs he played the other night and played recently, they didn't look secure to me. I know they got a good win last night. So, you know, if you give it one way, you take it away in another way. And, and, and that's all he could do. We could only do what he, he, it was, he, thought, he felt was right at that particular time. So I'd put it, I think the season that Liverpool had, I definitely would put it down to the injuries they had. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. And, and so as a result of that, I think it's fair to say most people would expect them to be genuine title contenders next season. Are you in that camp? Oh, definitely. You, don't, you know, you don't become a bad side overnight, yeah, and, and that's what really happened to Liverpool this year. Now, to be fair, there were some matches that they did lose against, uh, you know, some teams that were in the bottom of the league that, that uh, you wouldn't have expected them to do so. So that's why it finished up such a bad time for them at that, uh, at that particular stage. But I'd be surprised if Liverpool don't bounce back next season. OK. The, the uh, one talking point in the aftermath of the game, he's on the pitch, Klopp, and he's got his hand out and he's doing the fist bumps with everybody. Sadio Mane is having none of that. Klopp afterwards explained that he didn't have time to explain to Sadio Mane that he was being dropped and that's why Sadio Mane was annoyed, but there's no problem between them long term. Is there anything in this? No. No, it's, it's, it's a reaction from a player, uh, Ger. I know from my own time, I, I was subbed, subbed a few times and didn't like it. It's, it's, one of the, it's, it's actually a terrible situation for any footballer uh, to be subbed. And some take it well, some, some don't. Uh, I think in Manny's case, I mean, he's been a huge player and a very successful player for Liverpool. And to be left out of the team, I know he wasn't subbed, he was left out of the team. And... Uh, um, he, he didn't take it very well. But most players don't take it well. They hide it. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, but I'd say there'll be only one winner there if it comes to any sort of a, 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 a disagreement, yeah, and that would be Klopp. He, he seems to have an excellent relationship with players even when he is taking them off. Yeah, well, I think that's, what you find, it's, it's, a, it's a bad side of most clubs when a player objects to being sent off. I mean, that's, that's the first player... Uh, I think from that I've seen from Liverpool, who's who's made a bit of a, a, a bit of a deal of it. I mean, I remember last year. I think it was last year they they played at Old Trafford, and it might have been the season before when he took Henderson off, mm. and Henderson was in a bit of a huff and walked past him, and he went after him. <laughs> I think the players are scared of uh, of, of Klopp, and, and actually most successful managers, players are scared of them. They have this in them. Now, they wouldn't be... I mean, Matt Busby was a very easy-going-looking manager, but most of the players, myself included, would be scared stiff of him. Uh, and I think Mane would have been annoyed. He's done so much for Liverpool and played so well to be left out. Nobody likes it. Nobody, No player likes to be left out. But I'd say there'll be, there'll be a few words today, and I think uh, Klopp would make it known in no uncertain terms, I'm not happy with this situation. Okay, that that brings us nicely to the the opposition manager last night. What did you make of, of Solskjaer's performance then over the last while? Obviously, he's he's missing a, a key person in central defence in in terms of his captain, who he has invested a lot of time and, and faith in. And in his absence, Harry Maguire looked much better last night. Um, I, I'm not I'm not a Solskjaer fan, Chair. I tell you, he's a very nice fellow, he's a very nice lad, uh, but I don't think. Uh, I mean, what I see with the great managers is uh, an improvement match by match. Uh, I mean, football, in my opinion, is made up of a million small things. It might be the full-back who's in, not in the cover position, should be in the cover position. You put that right. 
then you put the next thing, little thing, little, right, right, put that right, put that. And that's why you see an improvement in teams, obviously, because they're going to be winning matches uh, where before they weren't. I don't see that with Solskjaer. I think he picks the team. Uh, I'm not so sure he's in charge of the, the incoming of players. I think he picks the team and he says, right, out you go and play. Right? I don't think there's uh, the next day, individually or collectively, to say, look, this should have happened. You should have been here. You should have been here. And that, that's, in my opinion, how a team becomes consistent and better as you go along. I don't see that with Solskjaer. I think it's one week, it's very good. The next, sorry, one match is very good. Next match is not so good. I don't see a consistent run of improvement with the players that he has. They picked him, go out and play, and, and that's it. And that's when I think you get the inconsistency in teams. Not just in Solskjaer's team. Any manager that's not putting it right, bit by bit, match by match, getting better and better. It's funny because we've been having this debate too about it's hard to know what the truth about Manchester United's season is because they've had so many brilliant comebacks in the second half. Do you give them credit for that comeback and that spirit or do you dock them points in terms of like where they're going to be next season for the fact that so many mediocre teams find it easy against them in the first half to get a lead? Well, well, if you look at it from... It's two ways you can look at it, Chair. Doing very well to come back. Right, which is good. On the negative side of it, why would you get behind all the time? You know, like if you've got a consistent team, you, you don't, you wouldn't go behind as many times as they have done to have to make a comeback. Sure. So it depends what way you look on it. You know, <laughs> I, I would look on it now. Well, you shouldn't have to be coming back that much. And that's the bit, isn't it? Because it, you know, everybody's always two or three players away from challenging for the title, and. Mm-hmm. From Manchester United's perspective, if if they could be consistent week to week and inflict their game plan on the opposition, it feels like it feels like they're not in that scenario at the moment because so many of the games do require a comeback. Yeah, that's just it. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a way you get a consistency in a team, Jeff, uh, which is is about results. Is that if you get a team starting the season and Joe Bloggs at right back is not in the right position, but you put him right, right. So that's improved him. And, and that's why I say football is made up of a million things. The centre-half mightn't be in the right. The centre-forward mightn't be doing the right things. And you put them right in that. And when you put everything right as much as you possibly can, you never get it 100%. Results improve. In other words, especially giving goals away. You know, you can't tell people how to score goals, but you actually can t- teach people uh, defensively how to stop goals. Yeah. Right. And obviously, the less goals you concede, the less you have to score yourself to win the match. But I don't see that in Solskjaer. I think he, he picks the team, go out and play. And then the next match, if there's mistakes made, I don't think he sees them, so therefore you can make the same mistakes again. But I think with the, top, with the really top managers, the, 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 the fullback makes a mistake once, and he gives them... And in my opinion, when, when I was a manager playing, I gave a player three, three goals. If the fullback was in the wrong position, and what you have to do is simplify to say, right, if you stay in this position, you stop that. Have you got it? Yeah, I've got that. Right? If it happens three times, Gerard gave up. Because you, you simplify it and you put it in the right position. It's made up of a million things, uh, football. It could, be, it could be the left-back who's too far forward, not covering up. I mean, if you look at what, one of the goals they conceded yesterday from the free kick, right, with Liverpool. Yeah. Um, uh, where was Pogba on it? He was supposed to be marking the, 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 the Firmino. 
and he was nowhere near him when Firmino was putting the ball in the back of the net. You know, now if that you know you, you can't allow that to happen with any player. I don't mean Pogba; it just happened to be Pogba's position at that time. But if you're conceding goals, there's usually a reason for it, and you have to be able to spot it and put it right so it doesn't happen again. And the more matches you play, the more things you put right, and the less goals you concede, particularly. I don't see that at Manchester United. Uh, and it's, it's, Manchester United fans are obviously going to be like, but we're much better than we were last year. There's progress. They're in a Europa yeah, League yeah, final. But that, doesn't, that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean, of course you can have progress, but it's Manchester United we're talking about. Yeah, you know. Manchester United are used to winning things. And, and, and of course, it's an improvement last year because you're, you're buying, you're getting players in, you're buying, you spend a lot of money on players, a lot of, a hell of a lot of good players, yeah, a hell of a lot of good players at Old Trafford, a really lots, you know, good, good, really good squad of players. And when you get a squad of players, any manager, does he get the best out of them? I mean, you go back to Bielsa at Leeds, for example. He didn't spend any money, hardly any money. Is he getting the best out of them? Yeah. Are they better than they were two years? Yes, definitely. I don't see that at Manchester United. Would somebody like the 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 impact that Thomas Tuchel has had at Chelsea mm. has been very interesting to see. I wonder mm. how much of that is down to Frank Lampard not being very good and Tuchel being really great. I can't tell just yet. It's, I think it's early to be to be making significant yes. judgments about Tuchel, but he seems very good. Would he do better at Manchester United than Solskjaer is doing? Well, it, well, it's hard to know, Jer, because it's early days at, uh, uh, at Chelsea. You know, sometimes when a new manager comes in, you do get an, a bit of an uplift, and then it then it, uh, it evens itself out. So we have to wait and see on that. So far, I think he's done a very, very good job. You know, whether he would do, whether he would do the job at uh, Old Trafford or not, I, I think the, ju- the, the sorry the jury's still out on on things. But, but I, again, I'd go back to Bielsa. You know. Look what Bielsa's done. He's, he's there, what, two or three years at, at, at Leeds. Pretty much the same players. Yeah. One or two. We haven't spent a lot of money. And look at the difference he's made. That's mm. the problem. That's the thing I'm saying. When a manager comes in, and that's over two or, two or three years, not over three, two or three months. I mean, I think Tuchel is very good. I think he's made a huge difference to Chelsea. Can he continue with it? Then we have to wait and see. It's very promising, and it looks very good. But, 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 but it's early days yet. Is it possible that Solskjaer is learning on the job and getting better as things go? So again, the well, I don't see that. You see, Jer. Well, let me let me give some yeah. examples. What about Luke Shaw, who was a complete lost cause under Mourinho, who suddenly has become a player who they're getting value for? Even mm. even Juan Bissaka is beginning to look like a player who, in a, in an attacking sense, is beginning to add some something to his game. As a defender, he seems decent. Now, um, I think Bissaka has always been good. I think Shaw has always been good. And, and, and there's no doubt. I mean, when, when, when Mourinho there, I think he made a big mess of it. And he, he picked on Shaw in a way that he should never have done, and one or two other players. And he has recovered, there's no doubt about that. And he would, and I think Solskjaer would be the, the type of manager that would be good for him, in that he wouldn't be saying things to, to, to him that, uh, that, that Mourinho did. There's no doubt about that. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he hasn't been good for some players, but I'm looking at the overall picture. Right. Yeah. Like, how long is he there now? Two years? I'd say a bit longer, yeah. Yeah, a bit longer. You know, you like you, you, you have to after a year. You have to be seeing things, yeah. And I don't see it. I don't see it in 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 Manchester United. That's why you get the inconsistency. Like some days they can be brilliant, but if you say to players without putting everything right, go out and play, of course there'll be some days. 
they play better than other days. But if you want to be winning things, there's a consistency about it, yeah. That that you don't give like Liverpool last year when they were at their best, didn't give anything away, and obviously scored in goals. Uh, you, but there's consistency about the whole setup in it, and I don't, I, I just don't see that over the two years that uh, Solskjaer's there has been improvements because they brought they brought quite a, brought good players on and they brought uh, Fernandez and they made a couple of good buys, uh, definitely. But not the, I, I, I don't think we have the I don't see the in, improvement that should be there for Manchester United. Let's talk then about the, the debate about who the manager of the year is because that kind of feeds into all this. If if, um, if Manchester City go on and win the European Cup, is Pep automatically the, the manager of the year or have there been other managerial performances that actually, given the resources available to them, given the, the, the way that the team has performed, is Brendan Rodgers in that conversation? Is there anybody else that you think has, has done really well this year? Well, it's it's all relative, Chair, to what you have at your disposal. Uh, I mean, in in, in in Pep's case, especially if they if they win the the Champions League, he'd have to be manager of the year because he's obviously made the most of the resources that he has at his disposal, and uh, he does have more uh, more at his disposal than most of, certainly most of the other managers. But if you'd win what you should be winning, then you can't do any more than that. Obviously, there are other other managers who don't have the resources he has. who have done a really good job. I think you mentioned Brendan Rodgers early on. Terrific job at Leicester. Hasn't spent uh, uh, much money, and he's up there challenging. He's in the cup final at the weekend. You know, that's that's a terrific job. Uh, but but if, if Pep does what he does, or, or, or can do, then you'd have to give it to him. But there's, there's other players. I'd, I'd, I'd mention Bielsa in it, coming from the... Again, I know people might think because I'm an ex-Leeds player, it doesn't matter to me that. But I think what Vielsa has done, I mean, he's finished in, in a, if, what, halfway up the league that I would think. I mean, the other teams that were relegated, uh, sorry, that were promoted with him, uh, are going down. Uh, now, and he doesn't have any great resources, but he's done something to the club in the past two years that uh, certainly wasn't there before and made a huge improvement. Brendan Rodgers has done it at Leicester this season, definitely. And one player I think the manager will be in the run, I definitely would, would, would Sean Dyche from Burnley in the running. He's had very, very, very basic resources, if that's the right word, Jer, uh, to do what he's done uh, year after year uh, in the Premiership. Unbelievable, I think. And that's, that, that takes a lot of good management hardly spending any money and staying there and keeping there that's a, that's a terrific job to be done I mean Tuchel we'll wait and see Jared. it's early days yeah I think so far for Chelsea very 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 promising David Moyes is doing a good job at West Ham with what he has I think Dean Smith Havilla has done a huge job with what he has at his disposal definitely Solskjaer United I don't think Liverpool have had a bad season by their standards Atara hasn't done a good job Mourinho was at Spurs didn't do a good job these were these were some of these managers Mourinho and Atara would have things at their disposal that Daesh wouldn't have Klopp I think Klopp was very unlucky with the, with the injuries that they had this season definitely Brendan Rodgers is an interesting an interesting case and mm. the next week is going to decide you know how how successful a season it's been for Leicester. If they win the cup and they qualify, if they they obviously play Chelsea mm. twice in in three days, mm. if they were to win both those games, essentially they'll be into the Champions League, and that would be an, a, an amazing achievement, and they'll have won the cup. If they lose both those games, 
it's not a disastrous season because they've been brilliant to get to this stage, but it will be so disappointing for them. Well, it'll be disappointing, Jared, but, you know, if you're not up there challenging, you're not going to be disappointed. Do you know what I mean? If he was mid-table... uh, you know that happens. You know if he doesn't if he doesn't qualify and he loses the cup, people say oh, it hasn't been such a good season for him. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't done it. But you know it's a long season, and you know at the start of the season, if somebody said said to us now at that time, well Leicester will be in the cup final, uh, and they've a good chance of finishing. You'd say that's that's unbelievable. And so, uh, you know, even if he doesn't qualify and doesn't win the cup, I think he's done a fantastic job anyway, Chair. You have to go, you know, what have we got at disposal? What, what's the, the, the situation in relation to, to, to Pep, for example? You know, what's the comparison between Rodgers and what he's got at his disposal to get players in? Like, it's, 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 it's <laughs> no competition. No. They're essentially, they, they, I mean, they, they've invested a little bit, but they've spent most of the money that they've raised from, from sales. So Chilwell goes out and a bunch of other younger players come yes. in who immediately have an impact. Um, yeah, not, see, they, they have to, well, not that they have to sell players, but they're in a position, they're not like Manchester City or Manchester United, that uh, they have to sell, you know, they have to sell Maguire and they have to sell Kante, yeah, Chilwell, you know, all the, all the more reason for, for Brendan Rodgers. To, to be in the running for manager of the year with what he's done you know, he's had to replace those players and from what I see he hasn't spent an awful lot of money to do so so that's great management yeah. would, he, would he be better at Manchester United than Solskjaer? well I'm only giving you my opinion I, I believe so yes on the basis of the way that his team would play and has played in the past and the improvements that the team makes from match yes, to match. And over. That's, that's the only way he can treat a manager, Gerald. What does he take over and what does he leave? Especially after two years, you know? And if you look at Brendan Rodgers, he's been unlucky at Liverpool, did a really top job at Celtic, and since he's gone to, to uh, Leicester, it's a really, really good job. You know, they're playing well, they're challenging with the best. Hasn't spent much money. In fact, he's, he's probably lost players over that. I mean... That's management. That's down to management. What has he got at his disposal? What's he getting from them? What resources does he have? Obviously, there isn't a vacancy at Manchester United, and it's very unlikely that there will be. There's a good chance that they win that uh, Europa League and they've qualified for the Champions League again. And so that's what the Glazers want. They want to be in the Champions League and they want trophies. And, and so the, the ownership and the new management will be happy enough with, with how Manchester United... Yeah, I, I think, I think and I'll only give you my take on it, I think the setup and uh, Woodward, who's, well, he's leaving, I think, now is in charge of it, um, would rather have a Solskjaer, right? That they could, that they could, and a control might be too strong a word, uh, than somebody at the moment like a, new, a, a young Ferguson. Or you know what I'm saying, yeah. I think they're happy be, being in control of who comes, who goes, uh, and the, 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 the Solskjaer would like, okay, that's the price we got for you. Now you get on with it from there. Now, that's not the recipe, in my opinion, uh, for a successful situation. I think the manager has got to be in charge of that situation. Pep Guardiola, I think when he went to City, could, because they wanted him so much and he had such a reputation, was able to get those conditions, Chair, of being in charge uh, as, as much as he possibly could for getting in the players he wanted and getting rid of the players he didn't want. 
the, the, the biggest job that's available at the moment as we stand now is the Spurs job if they're looking around and obviously there was some talk that they wanted one of the new young Germans as well but not going to be available it looks like um, is Brendan Rodgers the obvious candidate for that one should they just decide that look we've seen what you've done in football over the last decade or so you're kind of exactly what we need in terms of the style of play that you have your understanding of the transfer market your ability to get the best out of players we want to be a Champions League team here come and, come and be successful with us I don't think he would touch it and if I was advising them, I said, don't go near the place. Right. Because you will not get the conditions that you want to be successful with Levy as in charge of the situation, that, it, that in, in charge of the situation at Spurs. No way. I mean, and even with, with uh, uh, Mourinho there, he wanted Deli Ali to go on loan. For example, I think it was Paris Saint-Germain. Mm. Wanted him out. Levy stopped it. Right now, that's if you're a manager and you want to do something like that, you're not in charge of the situation. Was Mourinho going to be in charge of who comes and who goes? I don't think so. Levy's in charge of that. He's a financial man, right? I think as a manager, he'd be a nightmare to work for. But look what he did to Potocino. Potocino wasn't given two bob to get players together, and then then he sacks him because he hasn't won the trophy. I think, from what I see in the paper, I think he, he might have made an approach to Brendan Rodgers, but what I see in the paper, Brendan Rodgers said, no, thank you. And, and, and I don't blame him. I, if, I were, I, if I was advising anyone, I wouldn't touch Spurs with anything. He's too much control, Levy. He's too much control of the situation, Chair. You can't build a team like that. If you want a player in, in management, you know, 90% of the job is getting players in you want and getting rid of the players you don't want. It's 90% of the job. And if you don't have that situation, and I don't think anybody has it at sports, you have no chance of being successful. Yeah. Okay. The last one I did want to ask you about is Tuchel. And I know we've said a couple of times that it's it's very early on to be making too many assumptions. The, mm. the, the game against Arsenal blew up in his face in terms of how, how it seemed that they were tuned in for it. And obviously there were loads of chances that they, they could have scraped something from it. He just didn't pick his best team, and I wonder if he if he goes back. I mean, obviously, if you give anybody the opportunity to go back and, and redo a, a defeat, they're going to do something slightly different. But um, I I don't know. Just you, you just would be a little bit concerned that there was so much riding on it that they were unable to continue picking his strongest team for that game, the cup final, and then the Champions League final, which is still two weeks away. Yeah, I I, I um. I think he's done a great job there and if I was putting money on him being success, successful or not, I'd put a few bob on him being successful. I think Paris Saint-Germain, he did a big job. Uh, I think he's one of those coaches now. It demands a lot of the players. Uh, I don't think there's any pally-wally with them. Uh, I, I think he's got the right approach. Now, I think he, I think he, the, the, the problem he has, if you, if you could call it a problem, yeah, is that he doesn't have an out-and-out outstanding goal scorer. Now, he's got quite a few players, as you know, up front. Uh, I might not present the name. He's got Werner. Uh, he's got Zilic, uh, Pulisic, Pulisic yeah. uh, Havertz. I mean, these are all players that spent a lot of money. Uh, I mean, even the match the other night, I think it was Havertz, wasn't it, got through early on in the game. Yeah. Made a terrible mess. So he hasn't got 
a goal scorer or two goal scorers that you need to do what needs to be done, in my opinion. Defensively, he's been brilliant. There's a good attitude about him. He's got Kante in there. He's got some terrific players. I think he demands a lot of the players. I think he will be successful. If he's going to be doing it now, he's got to get, like, he's, he spent, what, or not him, Chelsea, about £250 million on strikers. And Giroud might be the best of them. Not this, they didn't, he, well, he didn't spend anything on. So he's got a lot going for him, but the, the, the teams that are successful, yeah, you, yeah, and this is the obvious, you have to be scoring goals. Mm. And I don't think he scored enough goals. I mean, Havertz got through the other night at a, at a time when it was no score. I made the right mess of it. And then Arsenal, Arsenal did well. They, they, they got a little bit, little bit lucky, but they did well to go on and win it. So I don't think he'll give much away. I think the, the cup final will be very, very tight. Um, Leicester are capable of doing them, but I think it'll be very, very tight. Uh, and the Champions League final, again, will be very tight. I think he'll, he'll give City a hell of a run for it. But he has to get somebody scoring goals for him, Chair. From both perspectives, from... Uh, Leicester and Chelsea like obviously Chelsea are, are built to win the Champions League and that's the dream from Abramovich's perspective so it would be more of a disaster for Chelsea not to qualify for the Champions League but from Leicester's perspective like Brendan Rodgers is looking at these two games do you pick the same team for both games if everybody's fit? How, how, well, so, how much is between the, between the games Jerry? How much rest? It's Saturday and Tuesday. Yeah, I'd pick the, two, the same team. I'd pick the same team from Saturday. You've got Sunday, Monday and Tuesday to recover. Yeah, I would. I don't think he can afford to make changes. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's difficult, but it can't be... I, I, like, I think what Manchester United had a very difficult one when I think it was three matches in five days. You know, I, I think the two matches from the weekend to the, to the Tuesday would be OK. I mean, you're asking me my, my opinion. Yes, I would, Definitely. You know, like in, in the old days, in the old days, Chair, we used to play three games on the trot at Christmas and Easter. You know, and 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 we were playing forty-two matches. Now I know it's going back a lot of time, but we still had to do it. Yeah. And funny enough, I, I always enjoyed the three matches, Chair. Right, that's interesting. And it, it, did it matter if you'd lost the first one? No, no, because see, in those days, the, the players were expected to play in the three matches, Fair Jeff. Enough. Yes, you the, knew. It, you well, knew you going didn't have in. big squads, Jer. You know, in those days, you had you might you might have a squad of about sixteen. So you played every, every match that was going at that time. You, you always fielded the the, the 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 same team. Like Shankly's thing was when he was at Liverpool, he said, "The more, the, the less I have to change the team, the more chance we have of winning the league." In other words, play the same team every week. When I was at Leeds, we did that. We played the same team every week in the cup. There was no, there was no. We didn't want any rest, but there was 42 matches then. It can, it can be done. Now, what they're saying nowadays, well, the game is quicker, and I don't go along with that. I think it's, it's, it's an expectancy now that the big squads, you can't play two games in three days. You have to rest the players. Now, I think a lot, a lot of the players, teams, this recently have to rest them because there's so many. There are too many games yeah, coming on top of each other. But I think if, if Leicester, with the matches that's in it, from, from when do they play? Saturday, is it? Saturday and Tuesday, yeah. So that, that's, that's a long enough rest to play the same players. And the other thing is, from Leicester's perspective, it's really the end of the season. If you win these games, exactly. that's yeah. it. Like, yeah. home and holes, done and dusted. Yeah. Everybody's on the beat. It's not like, in Chelsea's case, they do have a much bigger game still to come 
in a week and a half, ten days' time after that. Yes. Yeah, I think in Leicester's case, Jerry, uh, if you have, as you say, Saturday to Tuesday, you'd be okay. All, all, all the managers have to do to be, to be when, and again, in my day with Don Reeby, in between those matches, with very little training, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In other words, now in rest, 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 because uh, you know you, you have your fitness at that stage of the season, and you, you need your match fitness. Uh, so I think if you, if you if you you just do light training in between those particular, I'm talking from Leicester's point of view. I don't think you'll have any problem with the with the players for that. Okay. A reminder to everybody: football and off the ball is brought to you by Paddy Power. For information on responsible gambling, visit gamblingcare.ie. Our live games on Sunday are Spurs against Wolves, Stephen Doyle and Brian Kerr and commentary duty for that one, and it's West Brom against Liverpool with Nathan and Vinnie Pert on duty. And obviously there'll be a huge reaction to the cup final on Saturday and preview, of course, of the uh, Champions League decider. Essentially, it's not quite a decider, obviously, because Liverpool um, could still slip up. So there's there's plenty on the line in, in these games anyway, and you'll you'll hear the West Brom Liverpool game as I said live on. Sunday. John, give us a winner for the I know it's a, it's ridiculous kind of before you see the teams for the Chelsea Leicester game, but what's your inkling about who will be lifting the cup? Uh, well I'd, I'd say on paper Chelsea would be favourites, yeah. But I, I know I'm, I'm 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 giving myself an option. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if Leicester won it. No, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm hedging my bets there a little bit. Uh, I think Chelsea on the bookies would be favourites, right? Um, no, 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 no. Everybody will say the same. There's only two teams in it, but I, 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 no, I would make Chelsea favourites. But uh, I think Leicester are a very, very dangerous team at the moment. Yeah, cup games like this, it's just just little weird things happen where yeah. somebody pops up and they're a hero out of nowhere. And, uh, and well, they're like, capable of doing it, Leicester. You know, well, both teams are capable of doing it, but I think Chelsea will be favourites. Uh, I mean, if, if I was putting my gun to my head for a favour, I was putting a, a, a thousand pound bet on, I would probably go with Chelsea. But but, but I think. Uh, Leicester are very, very good and, and, and they're, they're capable of winning the match. But I would make Chelsea favourites. Well, look, that that, um, that means it should be a good, enjoyable, tense FA Cup final and definitely. heaven knows we could do yes. with that. Yes, definitely. I think it'd be a really, really good game. I, both, I think both teams are open. Yeah, you know, the both, the both will be having a go, attacking-wise. I think it'll be a really good game. Right, fingers crossed. John, great to chat to you. Thanks a million. Stay well. Thanks, Chair, and you. Football on Off the Ball. With Paddy Power. Fake crowd noise. The Emirates never sounded so good. Gamble responsibly. Gamblingcare.ie. That was an OTB Podcast Network presentation. 